welcome back to the Barks Out of the Moon podcast. Hey! Hi, how are you? <laughs> We're back. I'm good. I we know, didn't go, didn't... everybody. We didn't go. No. Bit of a break. No, you don't get rid of us that easy. <laughs> no, not at all. No. <laughs> we're still here talking about puppies. <laughs> Regrouped. Yeah, came back. Now we're still talking about puppies. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> like, like, like we never left. <laughs> what are they coming back with now? The yeah, same stuff. Puppies. Okay, no. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Same We've topic uh, under the same kind of heading, but different topics, I uh-huh. think. Yeah. So yes, although yes. There's, there's always going to be some overlap naturally with what, what we're talking about. But um, yeah, today, I guess what we decided to talk about next um in, in relation to puppies is puppy management and within that kind of passive training and mm-hmm. what both are so and what is puppy management and what does that look like so management and passive training kind of work together mm-hmm. and management is really one of the foundation kind of core things that we do with puppies because puppies come with lots and lots of behaviors that we don't like and lots of those behaviors are things that tend to really really mess with puppy people so Mm -hmm. the biting and the toileting and the crying at night and stealing things and chewing things and digging and you know the list I'm sure could go on and on Yes, all of the normal puppy stuff. And the thing is, is that these are all normal puppy behaviours. And we're a little bit worried if puppies don't do that. We want to make sure. Yeah, that our puppies are kind of naughty, that they're into plenty of mischief, because that gives us a good indication that puppy is feeling comfortable in their world to experiment with different behaviours, see what works, what doesn't. And that's, you know, the crux of learning. And of course, they're learning everything from the start. and learning about their new world that they've just moved to. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, we want them to be exploring because that's really what their brain should be telling them to do at this point in, in terms of behavioral development, that they should be exploring things. And again, yep. because the brain is, as is often termed, is experience expectant. So mm-hmm. it wants to, you know, be exposed to all the things, to gather all that information mm-hmm. so that it can effectively right behavior that's going to help this puppy um, develop uh, proper skills for living in their world to mm-hmm. stay safe to be able to you know be successful in their world mm-hmm. and so a lot of those behaviors though can kind of clash with what uh, humans like and we often don't like the chewing and the peeing and the biting and the <laughs> whining and the crying no. and the <laughs> barking and all of the things so <laughs> there is a little bit of a culture clash there between puppies and puppy people so if we know that these behaviors are going to happen and we can expect them that means that we can prevent them ever becoming a problem mm-hmm. but one of the important things that tends to happen with management is is that we think that we can just shut it all down and mm-hmm. work away and our life will be fine but actually Management is never a one-sided coin. The other side is about providing that puppy with acceptable, more acceptable, more appropriate outlets for those behaviours. So if we prevent puppy from doing the digging and the chewing and the, you know, all of the other bits, we have to make sure that we're providing them with appropriate outlets for digging and everything else. So even Mm. if it's behaviour we don't like, that behaviour still functions for that dog so they're still mm-hmm. getting jollies from us it still functions for them they still choose us because they get something out of it it works for them mm. 
So if we just stop it, that means that they have lost access to an outlet for their normal, natural, necessary behavior. And that can cause all sorts of problems um, in terms of frustration and other behaviors coming about mm-hmm. um, and all of the things that are associated with not appropriately meeting our dog's needs. So that means mm-hmm. that management and, you know, appropriate outlets or, or enrichment or meeting their needs um, um, has to be on the other side of that. And while we're doing that, what's also happening is because we're preventing our puppy doing behaviours we don't like, and to the puppy, remember, they don't have any, you know, understanding of our moral compass. They don't care about wrong or right. They go, they do things that work for them. Can I get things I like? Can I avoid things I don't like? Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 that's you know that's a, a very simplistic version of that, but it's it's the well, you know it's it's the basics of it. Yeah. Um, and so they don't know that you know digging in your flower beds that you've spent a ton of time working on is a terrible thing to do, and has really you know disappointed you. They don't know about that. They don't understand, it, and they no. don't really care. No. Uh, to be perfectly honest, they're with just you. playing to play. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, they've had their fun, so it's mm. it's all grand. Um, so um, because we're now preventing that because we don't like that and it's caused us great upset, um, we have to make sure that we're reinforcing the behaviours we do like. Yeah. So we might uh, we might want to reinforce uh, appropriate digging behaviour, for example, mm-hmm. um, or appropriate other appropriate behaviours or the behaviours that we prefer. So that's really what passive training is. It's you know it's a, it's a way of making sure that um, we're we're still guiding puppies' behaviour. But uh, we're doing it in a passive manner. So we're not kind of on them. We're not, yeah. you know, be, and, and I suppose the temptation is, is because we're very much kind of from a control oriented, um, you know, kind of attitude to dogs <laughs> yeah. that we think that we should be on this and everything should be micromanaged uh, and all the rest of it. But actually, passive training is a little bit freer, a little bit easier. We're going <laughs> to catch our dog doing the right thing. Is essentially capture it. Yeah, passive training is. yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we often call it capturing. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, because a lot of more traditional kind of approaches would have been about catch them in the act of oh, doing yeah. the wrong thing but actually yeah. we want to catch them in the act of doing the right thing and again remember from the dog's point of view wrong or right isn't a relevant thing when i'm saying wrong or right i mean from our point of view what would we prefer to see more of what would we prefer to see less of and yeah. um it, the only way we can see more of it is if we make sure that that behavior is reinforced that's yeah. by definition essentially yeah, yeah. So that's really what we're talking about. And this is so important because we we want to understand that puppies are, you know, they're sponges. They're absolutely learning everything about their world. So, of mm. course, they can learn behaviors that, you know, we don't like. And those behaviors will become really efficiently established. And we, you know, we don't necessarily want to have to live with those behaviors forever because, of course, everything we do with a puppy now has implications for what that dog is going to be like for years and years and years and years and years mm-hmm. <laughs> forever. Don't freak out everybody. <laughs> yeah, I know. No pressure, no pressure. Uh, no, but it is, there is all the pressure. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, no, really, seriously. Um, and uh, so we want to make sure that we're installing those behaviors that we really like from an early age when it's it's easier yeah. for them to learn them. They, they don't have to do as much unlearning because yeah. they haven't been around long enough, hopefully, mm. uh, to develop a whole lot of unwanted stuff. Um, um, and we can catch them when their brain is, you know, open to developing these new patterns of behavior. Uh, so that's 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 why it's so important that that management with the remember with the other side of that, you know, side of the coin being providing for those outlets, uh, along with passive training are very much at the core of what we will be doing with puppies. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I find, I'm sure you find the same. People get maybe the likes of toilet training um, mm-hmm. easier. You know, they'll be like, oh, yeah, I get this. So we prevent yeah. this and this is what we do. And and then when it comes to something like, I don't know, counter surfing or chewing yeah. or whatever it is, and they get really frustrated really quickly with that kind of thing. And you say, well, yeah. you're actually applying something similar that you applied to toilet training yeah. to this. Yeah. And they, they think, wow, this is wildly different. But it's actually, <laughs> it's not. Same. It's kind of the same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think what you're probably observing there is, is that any time the person has to make more lifestyle changes oh, yeah. than the dog. Of course. Um, yeah. They're going to find that harder. So we have mm. two animals behaviors that we have to <laughs> kind of adjust. <laughs> and so we've doubled our work. With yeah. toilet training, it's often new stuff and the person just has to have a new routine for the toileting puppy but this wasn't well-established behavior for that Mm. person for years beforehand but leaving stuff out on counters leaving doors open leaving chewables lying around the floor Mm -hmm. all of this stuff is so well practiced with a big long reinforcement history for humans um that this puppy comes along and all of a sudden, you know, this is is terribly um, earth shattering for the person because now they have to close doors, tidy stuff away, not leave their food out in the counter. You know, all of yeah. those sorts of things that their yeah. mother probably wanted them to do. Um, and now this puppy <laughs> is dictating, um, is dictating. It's mad, isn't it, though? Yeah, yeah so I, it's, it's, it's tough. Yeah, you yeah, find yeah it's, that, it's hard. I, I, I find it myself when there's, you know, parents who have had or have, you know, children, um, for example, you know, um, bringing a puppy in and they'll say, oh God, a lot of this is reminding me of when the kids were small and stuff like yes. that. And they get, they can get it on board and they get back into that mode pretty quickly. Whereas, yeah. whereas if you yeah. might have a, um, a person that's on their own or maybe a, a couple that don't have children and yeah. up, up yeah. until this point have been in total control of what happens yes. every single day and their freedom is gone overnight or, or so they think, you know, that they think, well, yeah. Oh my God, I can't go here. I can't go yes, to the toilet. Yeah. I can't go. And it's, it's can't just close like, the door. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. in some cases it's, it is like that depending on the mm-hmm. puppy or dog that you've, that you've brought sure. into your home, you know, but um, yeah. Yeah. it's trying to convince them that, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. And the thing is, is, it is going to get better and <laughs> yeah. there is help available. So get help. Don't let it go on. Don't let it fester. Oftentimes yeah. people contact us when it's got really bad mm, and, and you're like god if we, if we had this yeah, yeah yeah and there's like there's a relationship breakdown mm. between them and the dog the behavior is so well reinforced and not just the behavior for that dog but the behavior of the person as well as it's become what they do mm. um and so the earlier we get it the more efficiently we can turn stuff around so it's more cost effective and it's more successful and everybody's yeah. happier and wouldn't we all want to be happier <laughs> so, so you <laughs> yeah. know get in touch quicker yeah. basically is the even with babies even with puppies uh, not babies I don't do babies uh, puppies <laughs> <laughs> no yeah, babies no. Uh, even mm. with puppies um, you know getting getting that stuff started really early on I mean we talk about puppy and we you know I've no doubt we've mentioned this already but we talk about getting puppies before they're five weeks of age yeah. to really make a big difference to uh, their behavioral outlook and the world um, and that's mm. five weeks of age so even before possibly you even knew about your puppy we, we would like to be in there um, putting things in yeah, place ideally, to see if we can yeah. more changes. Yeah, mm, I know. So it's never early enough, is what I would say. <laughs> <laughs> no, and even before they're born, you're like, yeah, yeah it's, it's what, what happens with the mom and the, and the dad and all that else, uh, uh, feeds into it. Yeah. yeah, I know. But, but um, way early, 
career. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, okay. So th- so that's an outline of, of of what it is. So I guess the next thing would be to to give some examples of setups. I suppose that can mm-hmm. help manage a new puppy or or even a, a new dog and help prevent them from becoming yeah. frustrated or injured <laughs> during the day if their owner can't can't really monitor them all the time yeah. i guess yeah you know so. it's 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 definitely different it's do you know what it's easier with a new puppy so puppies mm. from eight to about 12 weeks of age they tend to sleep a lot more yeah. so it's like it's like you know it's like going from um a baby to a toddler right mm. so you think babies are hard and then they start to move around and you're like oh my god yeah this is very yeah. different <laughs> and now yeah. much yeah. more terrifying Um, and it's it's kind of like that with puppies as well so if we can get these kind of things established and that's why i'm saying you know get in touch earlier and earlier and Mm -hmm. earlier because if we can get these things established and you know before 12 weeks it's just a little bit easier because they tend to sleep a whole lot more so they're a little bit easier to kind of have some time away from them Mm -hmm. and they definitely when they first come home they you know, people will often report that their puppy is very kind of so-called clingy and things like that. But, yeah. you know, these are, these are you know, like infants. They have lost the only life they knew. They've lost the only relationships they've known. Mm. They are, of course, going to be, you know, wanting to be on top of you and things like that. And I don't think there's a big mm. problem with that. I will tend to do no. a lot of that kind of, you know, almost kind of like puppy wearing type, you know, kind of sticking with them initially when they come home. And that, yeah, give and them what they need. And yeah, they yeah. Need they need eventually. that comfort. They they. Yeah. they, they Right. They want to develop that relationship. So we want to have contact and connection before we're kind of confining them away and and those Mm. kinds of things. But this is where management can be really helpful because we can start to help them learn that they can, they don't have access to you all the time. We can do that in very small bouts of, you know, when they're sleepy and tired that they go down into a confinement area. And I like to use X pens or play pens, you might yep. call them. Um, and I tend to use the kind of, they're, they're usually like, oh, I don't know what they're called, but uh, they're kind of the panels that kind of move, you know, yeah, so you, yeah, can, yeah. you can use them as kind of a room divider. You could mm-hmm. use, they could, you could make them into a circle to be a pen. Mm-hmm. You could, could uh, have them at a door, you know, like a baby get or whatever. So they're super kind of um, adjustable and adaptable mm. to the space to where you're using them. Um, and they're really handy and they're a little bit lighter and you can bring them into the bedroom at night so the puppy can be confined close to you. And it's just way, it's just a way of making sure the puppy is, is safe. But I'm really careful mm. about setting that up and making sure that this place is a really nice place to be. So actually me spending a ton of time in that confinement area with puppy initially, making mm. it the most fun place to be and having really established areas in it. So here's a sleeping area, here's an eating area, here's a toileting area, here's a fun area or whatever, mm. uh, whatever way you work it out. Um, but that it's, a, it's, it's all of the necessities and it's a really nice place for them to be. And then only putting them in there when they can be successful in there so either they're going to go to sleep or they're going to have something to work on mm-hmm. um you know to do so it's very much a way a, 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 the start of it is very much a, a, about kind of establishing that comfort rather than putting them in there and letting them cry it out which we would never uh, no. condone doing that's not going to help you in the long term no at all um and um making sure that uh, that you know when puppy is with us that it's safe for them to be with us so we're you know puppy proofing is what we often call it mm-hmm. so everything goes up to a certain height and all those sorts of things yeah. <laughs> um and also making sure that puppies have a ton of stuff to do your home the yeah. floor of your home the floor of their pen the floor whatever um should look like a pet shop where there's been a puppy party <laughs> there should just be stuff everywhere for puppies to do and if they have stuff down there to do they're not looking anywhere else nothing else is you know they don't care about the details they don't care about the wires they don't care about all this sort of stuff because there's just so much other things 
to do and they're rotated and all this. So, and that's an example of kind of passive training that mm. we're making sure that there are other reinforcers available from them. So they're not kind of seeking out the things that we don't want them to chew or interact with or get on or get in or get over, you know, yeah. <laughs> all of the things that puppies tend to do. So, so that's, that's very much kind of a part of that. So I like to use pens that mm-hmm. kind of, and I, I realize that, that sometimes space can be restrictive um, and that kind of stuff, but they can be made kind of quite small, um, yeah. you know, and, and and they're quite useful. And the thing is about establishing them early is that you have, a, you know, confinement trainer teaching them about tolerating confinement and enjoying, you know, being comfortable with confinement yeah, yeah. is what we should say, is what our goal is really, mm. um, is a kind of a life lesson really because, you know, if your dog is injured and needs to be rested or if you have to have workers in and you need to confine the dog because his door is opening or whatever, or mm. um, if there's children around or just so that the dog has a place where they can have all their things and be in a kind of safe place where they're not disturbed, if they have to travel, if they have to spend time at the vets, um, all of those things, you know, come back to their comfort level with um, confinement and being able to tolerate being behind a barrier and not accessing all the things they want to access all the time, um, which is kind of, it's a bit of a life lesson, really. Um, And, um, you know, so so it's an important one to start earlier on because there's so many benefits at the puppy level in terms of managing their behavior. And then there's so many benefits later on in life also managing their behavior. Yeah. And as they go through life. The pens are great. Like, I mean, we obviously would, would use crates with our pups um, yes. and guide dogs and stuff. And we would use pens when, when available, but um, it's mm-hmm. hard to get into. <laughs> it's hard to get yeah. into the crate with the puppy. Um, yeah. yes. um, so it's much easier to do it. Um by using pens or some yeah. sort of panel system yeah. or mm-hmm. any kind of barrier like people get yeah, really creative gate. and 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 uh make stuff and stuff as well yeah, whatever well. works you know but um um obviously um some people are more willing to to change their house around for the puppy than, than others naturally as well you know what yeah, i mean or sure. maybe they're not able to do it as well if right. there are young children around or yeah. elderly people around and stuff like that so mm-hmm. but it's certainly easier um, if you have more space to work in to help that puppy so that you're actually leaving that area rather than the puppies being put into something oh, away yeah. from the general area it's definitely easier yeah. to teach them to like it um, oh yeah yeah oh yeah no we want our puppies so this is an important part of this is that we actually want our puppies to be part of our day-to-day life yeah and not necessarily be a part as in their interacting in that day-to-day life but more so that it's something that just happens just happen. so life mm. just happens around them mm. and that's really an important part of of kind of those kind of you know really relevant kind of social exposure early on yeah. is that puppies you know they can just be and life is going on around them the tv is going on yeah. the household stuff is going on and it's why it's so important that we're choosing sources for our puppies that they've come from an early rearing environment like that where the puppies have mm. been part of of the world really yeah. and that they you know that you know picking getting puppies that were bred in a barn or a shed or Mm. outdoors or in a kennel environment uh, may not be totally beneficial because they just haven't had that option of, Mm. you know, that exposure to just life. It just happens. And again, it's passive, isn't it? The dog doesn't have to be interacting with it. It's passively happening around them all the time. They're, you know, they happen to demonstrate behavior that 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 works in that environment um, and it's kind of selected naturally for in the environment because it's just kind of happening around them so that's yeah. why it's important so that's why I like to use pens because the puppy 
a lot of puppies will tend to feel a lot more confined in a crate because it's kind of a roof and it feels a little bit smaller and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, whereas a pen can feel a little bit more open um, and they can have more stuff in there. We can move it around really easily. They can still be totally part of, of the, the world, but they don't, they're not in any danger basically of being through you know falling over or getting into that thing or escaping yeah. out a door you know those are the sorts of things that puppies do <laughs> yeah and they they learn so, so or they can learn so quickly with crates and stuff like that mm-hmm. is that i go in here they go or i go in here oh, and right. I, lo- I, yeah. I, I lose something yeah. do you know what yeah, i mean absolutely um, yeah. so um that's why so when it's really in the reverse with that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 and you can see how it easily it happens people don't mean to do it at all but no. it's, it's the puppy as you said it's they're like a sponge so they're they you know within two or three repetitions of this so i go in here the door closes she goes he goes or or whatever yeah. it is they're like oh no i'm not yes. going in there again no um so yeah you, you can get it so definitely easier if you can to do it <laughs> the other way with with oh, uh, yeah. pens and barriers and stuff like that and pens yeah cool. and starting as early as you can and yeah and um it, it takes quite a long time to help puppies to be comfortable behind barriers, I would mm. have said. And a lot of dogs don't ever develop that ability. You know, if a door closes, yeah, that's true. they're still upset about that or, mm. you know, you, you know, like and it's um, it's 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 really common, actually. So getting that established early on is so helpful. And it's it's helpful on all of the levels. It's helpful in terms of the puppy person's sanity as well, so that they can <laughs> make sure that their puppy has a safe place. And, you know, they can just take a, a bit of a brain break from yeah. constantly watching the, the toilet. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Simple things like have a shower without yeah. having People to worry say that to about me, is it. Is it OK that I, you know, I go into the toilet <laughs> and I, I let them come in with me and I was like, yeah, well, if they, I mean, if they, if they really, I mean, they're really young, I, yeah. yeah, if you're OK with it, let them go wherever, you know what I mean? Until yeah. they don't need it. Like, and usually that's what happens. They, they get yeah. used to it and then you, you leave the room and their head lifts up from the bed and they look and they go, she goes again. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, she'll yeah. be back in a minute anyway, you know. Yes, exactly. it, it, yeah. yeah. So um it kind of becomes part of normal life. Yeah. And that's actually the whole point of it, isn't it? That it's passively it. happening to them. So it's you life. know, we're not mess- yeah, exactly. It's just yeah. this is just what happens. This is just normal, normal every day, basically. Yeah, exactly. So we want to make sure that they have opportunities to be exposed to that so they can develop those skills. Yeah, yeah, it's really important. Yeah, and that's uh, obviously you know people ask all the time because you know the, the the pups come firmly switched on, you know, and they're always oh, yeah. saying, "Well, how you know how do I teach him or her to just uh, you know stop chill. and just yes. just chill?" Oh. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I can totally, I can totally understand that. Like, so yeah. I'm probably the the wrong person to ask about this because I absolutely <laughs> love puppies and I love that they're on all the time and mm. and uh, and all of those sorts of things and I I I'd be the one that would be waking them up you know which is totally don't do that uh, but i would be like oh god I yeah if you're listening puppy razors please yeah, do don't not. do that yeah no, no, don't. <laughs> no i would say that that like the vast majority of people will not be like me i'm just like so into everything puppy um so i love i'm so enthusiastic oh my god they're awake let's do things oh, yeah, they're so um, squishy when they're small though. oh yeah. my god and like puppies are just like totally sick of me like so fast they're like oh my god here she goes again yeah they don't have any separation issues <laughs> yeah, at all. they're yeah, like god yeah, thank yeah. god she's gone yeah yeah exactly yeah. exactly they're yeah. like oh my god i'll just confine myself <laughs> away from you mr crate god damn yes it. yes yeah. give me a break yeah. um you know so but 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 also at the same time my 
big major focus is is before anything else is that you know I have a dog that I can live with so what are the skills that that dog needs to have to be able to live with me well there are certain things yeah you know there are certain things that they're going to have to be able to do in my life they're going to have to be able to be calm in the car they're going to have to be able to be comfortable in confinement because my dog my dog tends to come everywhere with me Mm -hmm. um and so there'll be a lot of car stuff there's a lot of travel there's a lot of just waiting around yeah, maybe group and stuff as well if you're doing yeah, courses yeah, and stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So they have to be okay with people and, and all of those sorts of things and they have to be neutral with other dogs. Like, so there's a lot of expectations. So, so you know, I'm working really hard on that from a lot of the time with, mm. with dogs that have to live with me. And one of those is, is that I have to be able to sit down and do work. I'm self-employed, so I have to get <laughs> on the computer and do a lot of work a lot of the time. And I have to do things like this and do webinars and yeah. classes online and all those things. So my dog has to be able to go, oh, there she goes again. I'm just going to go to sleep. And the thing is, is I want my dog with me most of the time. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, he's going to, he's beside me right now asleep. So as soon as I sit down in this context, because this is where I would do remote sessions, and uh, webinars and things like that as well as podcasts um mm. <laughs> that as soon as he sees the setup he goes oh right <laughs> she's yeah. off again <laughs> boring um, yeah to exactly and he goes now i'm quite lucky in that the type of dog i have um yeah. uh, is you know as as i say all the time he's a crazy dog and a lazy dog's body so yeah. he does like to sleep 22 hours a day which is fine mm. because but now when he's awake those two hours it is a full-on thing yeah. uh, but he's super lazy and will sleep <laughs> once a time so it's really handy for that so this sort of thing of like you know people will say oh we, we have to get that off switch for her dog mm-hmm. and while I do think that's right I think the way to think about it is is what are the conditions under which this dog is quiet and calm and and sleepy or just resting or just busying themselves so think of those conditions what what is that what does that picture look like so I call it a calm context or a settled picture Mm -hmm. so what does that look like and so it's a little bit easier with young puppies because they sleep a lot so you go what does that what does that look like well puppy is warm they've been toileted they've been fed they've had a drink they've had a chew they've been exercised they've been entertained and once pu- met. Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> that's exactly it once all the boxes are ticked they're like oh fine i'll just go to sleep now i'm yeah. tired now um and so so we have to think of that setup and practice it a whole lot what do i look like in that picture what does the world look like in that picture and the more we do we set up that picture the more the puppy goes oh right there she is sitting down you know, at the computer or she's turning on the television or whatever she's doing, she's going into the kitchen cooking or whatever the person, the owner is doing. Uh, so for me, it's sitting down at my computer. Um, that's the the, 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 the context, the, the settle picture that my mm. dog goes, okay. So, but I make sure that all of that stuff is in place first so that he has a comfy bed beside me because, you know, he likes his comfort and he needs to have the sort of bedding that he likes to have and he'll make a nest to hook up in that. And I'm sure Maggie's the same. She would have very specific uh, requirements in terms of her comfort. Um, Oh God, um, yeah. Yes, lurchers. Yes. Yeah. She's like, what is this blanket? Yeah, I I don't know if I like this blanket. And she'll like scrape it away (laughs) and then just lie in the corner, not on the blanket and look at me as I say. Yes. Oh yeah, no, you're terrible. That was your fault. That's great. (laughs) Makes me feel great. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but it's very so you can easily fix this issue oh, very clearly. Yeah. I mean, she's on my bed now. I mean, yeah, there's no, well, there's no, there you go. There's, like, I mean, that's it, you know, so I might so as well just get into hers, I think. 
Yeah, oh yeah. Have yeah. you seen those? Just totally on an, on another side. I've seen those. Uh, you know those round kind of fluffy beds. Yeah. You can get them for humans, human size ones. Really? Yeah, I'm totally into that. Like How that's do you? totally. I have a few actually. Floor, a few like, the razors have them, and they they swear by them. I, I, Aldi or Little had them a while back or something. Oh really? Uh, yeah, and um, I just don't know about washing them though. Like, oh, yeah. I don't know. They're like that real long pile stuff, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that kind of synthetic. I'd say you'd have to really get a good, good quality one, I would imagine. Maybe. for Yeah, if you're going to put them in a washing machine, I think they'd probably fall apart a bit, would they? Yeah, or else all your clothes are going to look like something from an ABBA show well, years ago or something yeah, well, I, afterwards. I, I, I have imagine. that problem anyway, except it's dog hair. So this is probably, <laughs> yeah. that's probably an improvement if it's like Maybe. the fake. Yeah. 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 So all my clothes are covered in dog hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, already. Anyway, that we, we, we jumped on a tangent there. there but yeah, so like comfy bedding, I think, but that's an important part of this yeah. picture. Like, so what are all the things that make it more likely that puppy is going to settle down? So you yeah. start to do that. And then you, then the more you practice that when they're naturally inclined to go to sleep or to rest or to kind of occupy themselves, then you can start to insert those cues that that settle picture into times when you need your puppy to kind of busy themselves to Mm -hmm. just chill out to you know um uh, rest to sleep and one of the big things that tends to be a difference that pet owners will often talk about between their puppy and their adolescent is the amount of sleep they do and we 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 think that just like human teenagers as they move into adolescence their their sleep cycles shift Mm -hmm. and they shift later so they go to sleep later Mm. Um, and they wake up later, which is often something that's talked about with adolescents. And, and yeah. like teenagers have no behavioral or biological control over this. This has no. got to do with brain development. Mm-hmm. Um, and we think that's probably happening for dogs as well. There seems to be similar patterns there yeah. uh, with uh, with dogs. So, you know, people will often and adolescence brings all of the other challenges. You know, if you're an adolescent <laughs> dog person uh you have so many challenges with that and one of those is definitely sleep and getting them you know getting some time away from them that you don't have to monitor them the whole time they're way more active mm. they move around a whole lot more these changes start to come about usually they're first noted from around 12 weeks of age around three months of age and sure by the time they're six months of age i mean we're raging then <laughs> it's yeah, all yeah. it's all on um and they're much more active they sleep way less and it becomes a a lot harder to do this so if we can do this earlier when they're naturally inclined to sleep a, a lot more it's a little bit easier to establish these things but we'll still need to kind of revise and we'll still need to do it during adolescence because everything kind of falls out of their brain you've got at to remind them point. of everything yeah 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 yeah, yeah absolutely and constant you know on an ongoing basis yeah. um because <laughs> uh, it's, it's it's a challenging time for all um and it's so brilliant so that, to everybody who, who has a young puppy now <laughs> it's, 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 don't oh, freak out it's gonna be fine I know. and you know what sometimes i just want to say to people you know what just hold on through adolescence it will get better yeah. inside just, just riding hold the waves on. just mm. hold on um it's it's really tricky now but it won't always be like this no. um it will be easier at some point i hope I, it will it will it will uh, but but certainly <laughs> but certainly making sure that your dog's needs are met and one yeah. of those one of those cool things that i tend to establish with puppy owners and with adolescent dog owners with all dog owners really is this kind of idea of a wind down routine yeah so expecting your puppy to go from full blast you know activity and all Mm. the rest to sleeping in one step is probably unrealistic unless they're very very overtired and that's not always beneficial either uh 
Right. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so we have to be careful with that too. Mm-hmm. So a wind down routine means that we take them down a little at a time and it's not always linear. Sometimes mm-hmm. we have to insert kind of roller coasters in there. So, you know, we take, so I, I go from like high octane. What's the next thing they can do down? Can they just, you know, play with a toy or ha- hold a toy in their mouth, for example, which mm-hmm. can sometimes help them to come down a little bit and they might settle with the toy. Can they snuffle for food and, you know, okay, we're coming down, but they're still a little bit agitated and squirrely so I might bring them up again and get them all excited again and then bring them down again just to you know kind of reinforce this kind of roller coaster idea so it's not this linear approach it's up down up down up down but more down as we come down to this wind down routine and I tend to find the things that help calm dogs down are kind of sniffing chewing lapping and then they'll start to rest and then they'll start to sleep Mm. um hopefully from there and dogs should be getting you know, probably should be sleeping for little short bursts more regularly throughout the day than we yeah. do. Um, they tend to be polyphasic sleepers, so sleep in short little bursts, all you know, many, many uh, chunks of sleep throughout the day and night, yeah. whereas we we're, we tend to do it all in one big chunk overnight mm-hmm. for the most part. Um, so so they, they should be, be doing that, and it's obviously important for health and uh, it has restorative um, value and things like that. So we do need to be encouraging more rest and um, more um, uh, sleep for puppies and young Young dogs particularly because obviously they're growing um and developing it's so important just as it is for children um yeah. and, uh, and and teenagers as well uh, but but so we we have to be thinking about that settle picture what does that picture look like to help them do that and mm. what are the things we can do to facilitate them coming down which is this wind down routine um which i think is a really valuable thing to have in your arsenal and getting it into getting your puppy into that habit that we're gradually bringing them down right mm. again not doesn't have to be linear so any and, and this is for adult dogs as well so any sort of exciting event so having them out for a walk having visitors come having you know them bark at another dog out you know in the garden or whatever any of these things that can kind of get them wound up well they might need help to come down um, and we need to be kind of setting up little pictures for that that helped them to come down and then help them rest again to kind of recover from all the excitement um, yeah. and, re- and, and and get ready for the next one. So that's a, that's a super important part of, of kind of managing their exposure, but also managing how they are going to come down from that after that. And, 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 and it's happening all the time in the background. This is this pure example of passive training that's happening all the time that, you know, the environment is telling them it's time to sleep now. It's time to rest now. Um, all of the mm. ducks are in a row for you. They're ready for you to do that. So, chill basically. yeah yeah and people look with with babies like yeah. develop these really long sometimes rituals like of yes. trying to get the baby to to go asleep and you will literally do anything to to, to, to make that work <laughs> but when it comes to the to, to pups like n6 expectations again isn't it yeah. it's just they yeah. think well it's a puppy you know it should be tired by now and just you know into the crate and uh, yeah. And then gives out for, you know, for a few minutes and then, you know, I have to go in and settle him or, you know, I don't know why he's giving out and all this kind of stuff. So it's the same thing. So you wouldn't do that with your children. Probably, you probably do something like dim the lights um to, uh, you know, read, read stories, story. kind yeah, of yeah. Stuff. take them for a drive. That was, that was something that <laughs> yeah, happened to me a lot when I was a kid. I don't know if that was a 70s thing. Maybe they don't do it anymore. I don't know. I think people still do it. One of my, yeah. one of my best friends would do it. Uh, he went with, with, uh, with his kids regularly. He would ring me from right. the M50 saying, you know, and I, I would say, what are you doing? It's like, oh, she just won't go sleep. Yeah. Just and go I'd, around the roundabout. Yeah, around, yeah. around, around, around. Whatever, you know, whatever works. I know another person that goes to sleep 
with a with a, a hairdryer on, which is not wow. Uh, so kind of like a white thing. noise type. Yeah, yeah, but thing. also the heat, and I think it must be something from oh, childhood okay. or something. It's really yeah, interesting, yeah. but yeah, what whatever is. Yeah, whatever sets up those conditions for that yeah. feeling in the body for you to go, oh, well, I, I'm ready I'm to go. I'm restful now. now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what and people I think, repeat. And I think that's a really important point to make, that actually the body can only rest and relax and sleep properly if they feel safe. Because yeah. when we're asleep, it's our most vulnerable time um, as mm. animals, and which is why sleep is a bit of a mystery amongst animals. Um, yeah. but, you know, because, but like, why would we do it? Because, yeah. you know, so it obviously holds many benefits because we're so vulnerable when we sleep. Mm. Um, so, so that me, and you know, or you, you know yourself, if you are anxious about something or if you've been, you've kind of had an event or an interaction that was kind of stressful or you're expecting one, like you have to go to the dentist mm. the next morning or you have a test the next morning or whatever, your <laughs> sleep isn't as good because you know, your body is kind of fired up. You're kind of in danger response mode. Um, and it's the yeah. same for our dogs. So, so we have to, to bring them down gradually. And of course, you know, we think that most people are, are kind of chronically, um, sleep deprived. Oh, yeah, and if yeah. we, are our dogs may be as well because they're so in tune with us and their patterns of sleep tend to coincide and match our mm. patterns of living so if we're sleep deprived then they, they may be as well and that's that's possibly going to be contributing to health issues which we know it does in humans um, but also could be yeah. for our dogs and behavioral um concerns as well yeah. um because we know every one of us knows that we're not on our best in you know on our best performance if we're if we've lost some sleep or you've had a bad night's sleep so it's it's going to be no different for for our puppies and for our dogs so it's so super mm-hmm. important and, um, yeah. on all of those if you're learning new things as well it's really mm-hmm. important for, yeah to, to process it is yeah for consolidation stuff. absolutely it's, yeah. uh, we think that's the main benefit to sleep that yeah. that's how important that is that the main benefit is this kind of restorative it gives the opportunity the, for the brain to organize and reorganize all the information which is mm. of course what is and the different types of sleep NREM sleep and REM sleep that's mm. what's happening during those times mm. is that the, the brain is kind of trying to sort out all the experiences we have which is sometimes why our dogs look like they're running or you know we even have really cool data about like um when songbird birds sing and um, they dream they show songbird patterns um in their brain when they're dreaming yeah. um so are they dreaming about so singing cool. when are when our dogs are running um you know are they are, is that what they're doing in their in their dreams um all of those things so it's, yeah. it's you know it's a fascinating area my goodness but so vitally important for uh, for health which we've recognized in people for a long time mm. and i think we're beginning to talk about a bit more with our dogs so yeah so that seems that way well. which is cool mm-hmm. yeah yeah absolutely cool so basically there's no way <laughs> there's no way to teach a puppy to switch off in a quick way there's never any way to do well, a quick way you've got yeah. to work it out it, like i said you know and throughout the day when are they resting what are those conditions in which they're resting yeah, um yeah. and try and recreate that and be, you know wind them down to set mm-hmm. them up to, to to slide into that nice sleepy yeah. mode when the time yeah. comes um and be prepared to to move your own schedule around um, a bit oh, as well uh, yeah. 100% a mm. like it's like a new baby they won't have a schedule that matches yours mm. just yet and there's a lot of accommodations that you'll have to put in place um you know I think that's that's you know that's going to just be a fact of, of life yeah. really uh with a puppy I'm afraid there's not a whole lot else we can do about that um and I think you know 
if you are in a pickle and you need puppy to be alone or quiet for a while, you know, mm. the temptation is, of course, to run the legs off them and things like that. And <laughs> yeah. you know what? Like, if you have to do it, you have to do it, yeah. you know, um, and, you, you know, you have to do that. You, you need two hours clear. You know, that's fine. Like, mm. you know, we can't, we can't, you know, sometimes it's unavoidable and we mm. just have to do the things. But we recognize that that might not be as helpful in the long term. But we do need to understand that, you know, we, again, we have a tiny little bit of data. I think there's two pieces of work that looked at kind of the sort of activities the dog had during their day and mm. then how well they slept mm-hmm. um, later on. I think there's two pieces of research on that. Um, I'd have to look it up, but something like that anyway. Right. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, not always, but but yeah. certainly there's there's two different ones seem to be in my mind, but there could be more. I mean, you know, there's so much mm. in the literature now. But And they found that not just activity, really, and what was the obvious thing to me was, was that it ju- wasn't just that the dog was doing, you know, physical stuff, but that they had a lot of interaction with their person. They did a lot of interesting things. They went to interesting places. So really what we're saying is, is that enriching experiences. Yeah rather than flat out yeah yeah, flat out physical you know kind of exertion is a kind of a cheap version of that right it's not it's not really the valuable sleep and rest that you need but i can totally understand again where you might just use management and go do you know what this 17 week old puppy is driving me insane i have to do this thing for two hours here we go puppy you are going to get tired now we're going to do we're going to do it you know and i've definitely done that absolutely well, 100% yeah, I've done probably that. everybody sort of whether they mean yeah. to do it or not i, I would, would have it with the razors when they'd say oh, I oh meant, you know i meant to do it yeah all I right meant, okay. you know if i have to do it <laughs> right, okay. i've done it is what i mean well yes yeah, some of the volunteers would say oh you know we met up for a play date oh my god and when we got home she slept for hours yeah, slept it was amazing yes and i say yes. okay and then they say, how, how many times a week can I, <laughs> can I do that? And you're yeah. like, well, you know, this is the downside of this long term. And of course, the dogs get used to it, <clears throat> whether it's exercise or play yeah. or whatever it yeah. is. And they become these like really fit dogs that mm-hmm. then you have to do more and more and more and more to physically yeah. tire them out. But yeah. yeah, it's usually that nice mix of mental and physical that has yeah. them. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's not to say that they don't get play and they don't get physical no, exertion like no, those things are really absolutely important, important yeah. as well um but it's you know but uh, so there's two sides of this there's doing it so you know sweet and steady and you mm. know so that we get these long-term gains and that puppy develops the ability to kind of wind themselves down you know is where we're going with this yeah. um or and, and sometimes we occasionally have to do the really intense thing because we need an hour and a half or we need two hours yeah. or we need to leave you know whatever and that's fine to do that but recognizing that might not be contributing to overall improvements is what we would say there and causing or possibly, you know, leading our puppy to be more wound up well, and less yeah. well able to settle down. So we still have to be doing yeah. the settling down stuff in, in the background, but you know, sometimes you need a, a day off. Like it's yeah. totally fine. Every I've now and again, yeah. my grand always said everything in moderation is right. no problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um yeah, and then you you would get the same maybe volunteers later on saying, oh, well, every time she sees a dog, this is what she uh-huh. does now. Yes. And then you'd think, well, remember those play dates? Yeah. Or those free remember runs? Remember that crazy time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's kind of what you're teaching her is to get amped up, you know, Absolutely. when she sees a dog kind of thing, you yeah. know. So it's Absolutely. it's a total minefield. I agree. But that's why we're here, everybody. Mm-hmm. We can give you all this information. Yeah, this is, exactly. Basis. We can give you all. And, you know, and if you've done that, you know, that's yeah. okay. It's all right. But yeah. realize that we, you know, we might need to rework things to get to get things back on, on track. Yeah, yeah. No, never. But yeah. also 
get in touch earlier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Easier to do it earlier, <laughs> yes. for sure. Yeah. Yes, oh, well, that's, yes, that's yes, cool. Yes. Way more efficient. Well, I think we nailed it again. That's a good oh, one. Every time. High five. Every time. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so we're you may or may not be excited to hear this everybody but oh. we're nearing uh, the end of that that kind of uh, series of puppy stuff that we we had set out originally to do but of course as we're going along things are uh, people are saying things to us and suggestions are uh, and ideas are coming in and um, so we'll hopefully come back soon to do um another one of the uh, of um at the puppy series and then it's our we'll, last one of the puppies, last one mm. yes yes yeah. yes, yes. Um, would be a good one too. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're all good, aren't they? No. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but as with, with everything, any ideas, any suggestions um, or anything you'd like to us to revisit or do more of a deep dive into anything, please let us know. Oh, yeah, uh, definitely. Either of us and, we, and we'll get working on it. But um, yeah, yeah. No problem. good to be back. Good to have you back. Great. Thank you. Yeah, always. thank you. And uh, we'll do it again soon, yeah? Brilliant. See you soon. Thanks, Emil. Bye. Bye. Bye, bye. If you enjoy the show, remember to please subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating and review and recommend it to your friends and family to help us reach and help more people and their dogs. Also, please give us a follow on Twitter at BarksidePod and also on Instagram at BarksidePod to help grow our online community. Look after yourselves and your doggies. Thanks again for joining us and we look forward to seeing you here again real, real soon. Bye.